Okay, before we get into this, I understand Halloween just happened and Thanksgiving is coming up. I'm just going to tell you to get off my plate. And what, what I mean by that is that it is okay to eat whatever you want. Those little tables that talk about how you need to run a mile if you eat one full-size Snickers bar in order to burn that off, like those things are so frustrating because it's limited to saying those are extra calories than you would have consumed otherwise, but that's a whole different podcast. So all I have to say is just get off your plate, stop judging people, enjoy your time with your family, and create some memories. But let's get into this podcast. Hey guys, this is Zach Cordell, the Latter-day Saint Nutritionist, here for your newest episode. This is going to be the highlights that I took away from this last general conference. And for those of you that do not know what general conference is, every six months or twice a year, the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints has a conference where the leaders of the church gather together and give us direction. And so over the course of two days, there's about 10 hours of of meetings that you can go to and listen to instruction on what you can work on, what we can work on as a people, and how we can help the community around us. So these are some of the takeaways that I got. But like I said, this is individual, meaning not necessarily speaking to you individually, but we believe that the Spirit will allow things to bring things into your mind and into your heart to know what you should work on. So here's some things that I took away from the perspective of a dietitian, but by no means is this definitive of the only thing that was said, nor should it take away from what you gathered from it. This is Zach Cordell, registered dietitian and host for the Latter-day Saint Nutritionist, where food, faith, and science meet. This podcast is not intended to be individualized medical advice. As always, please consult with a medical professional in your area to make sure that your medical history is taken into account to make sure that you get the best care possible. The first talk and topic that stuck out to me was from Elder Holland whenever he discussed the individual who wanted Christ to heal him. And this guy was in a big group of people and was asking if it was Christ because he was able to see. And if it was, would Christ heal him? And people around him were telling him to be quiet. They're like, stop talking, you know? Yes, yeah, 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 it's him, okay? But be quiet. And instead, this guy started yelling. And he was like, if it's you, Christ, if it's you, please heal me. So what's interesting to me about this is that the people were telling him to be quiet, right? But what were they expecting to happen from this experience? What was Christ there to do other than to serve? And so if this person needed healing or needed serving, and he was going to exercise faith, then why wouldn't he do that? And so this guy continued saying that he wanted help, and he was around a group of people that were spiritually minded, so they were willing to help him to get that help. With that, in terms of health, what that means to me is that sometimes people don't really want you to change. They don't want you to be healthier. They don't want you to make different choices. They like it whenever you make grandma's special pancake recipe. Not that you can't have pancakes. 
They like it whenever you do certain things, and so they don't want to upset the status quo. But what is this life other than an opportunity to learn and to grow? Now, one quote that he also gave was that tradition means nothing unless you find Christ at the center of it. And I was like, yes, this right here, right? And not to twist it, but in terms of health, like weight loss means nothing unless you have health at the center of it. Losing inches means nothing unless you have health at the center of it. Eating more plants or being a vegan means nothing unless you have health at the center of it and so so forth and so on. And then the last thing that Elder Holland talked about, and I promise that not everybody gets this much time throughout this podcast, but he spoke about how there were many preachers that were obscuring Christianity. Obviously, my first thought as a dietitian is, isn't that the entire health industry? There are so many shakes and pills and powders and wraps that we forgot what we're looking for in health. We forgot we were looking for health. Instead, we're looking for health consumerism. And so those are some of the things that stuck out to me from Elder Holland's talk. Next was Terrence Vincer. And he asked if the gospel was our optional extra, meaning, is it just like an added bonus that we get in life? And to me, sometimes I think of like health as the added extra, where people were like, if I have time, if I have money, then I'll get to it. But it's not a major focus of what our lives are. The other thing that he gave was the parable of the fat lip and the broken jaw. And if you want to hear it, I'll link General Conference in the show notes so that you can go there and watch it or look at any of these that you would like to because they're good. And like I said, you're going to get your own personal tailored inspiration from this. But in the parable of the fat lip and the broken jaw, he told the story about when he was playing rugby and they were playing against a team that they should have whomped. They should have just crushed this team. And as a result... They didn't try very hard. They had dates that night, and so they wanted to like just kind of get it over with, but they knew they were going to win. But during that match, he got this fat lip from the game, and, I mean, on his date later, just walking around with his giant fat lip. And then he goes on to tell the rest of the story of how he broke his jaw during a different game that was a tough game where he was giving everything that he had. And he talked about regrets and how he regretted the fact that he had the fat lip but he didn't regret the broken jaw because of what those two things represent, right? The broken jaw represent that he was giving his all. I mean, I can't imagine how painful that is. But he was giving it all, and the fat lip is that he was just slacking off. And I think too often we say we want health, we say we want to work out, we want to be good examples, but we don't really try because we're afraid if we try and it's not good enough, that means that we're not good enough. Those are the things that stuck out for me from him. Next was Stephen Owen. Stephen Owen, Stephen Owen, I don't remember which, but you know. So he told the story of hay being dropped into these deer during the wintertime because they had been caught in a storm and weren't able to access any food. These people were afraid that if they didn't get hay to these deer, then they were going to die from starvation. But what really ended up happening was that they died with full stomachs because they weren't being nourished by the foods that were being provided for them. And he mentioned that sometimes we're just going through the motions of faith. And similarly, many times people are just going through the motions of health. And this is especially true with people that have eating disorders. On the outside, it looks like they're making healthy choices. But 
on the inside, they're really starving to death, literally. And you could take this a step further and, and talk about how, again, the health industry tries to promote all of these different secrets that no one has told you about or new drinks that are going to help you to stave off your hunger and be able to get skinny and get back to your wedding weight or whatever it is. And they're not focusing on health. Again, they're just focusing on the idea of health. Now, next is D. Todd Christofferson. And this is one that I don't know that he actually mentioned this, but this is one of the things that I got from his talk. And it's that we should all be makers because if we're makers, by like meaning like we're creators, we make things, we um, draw, we paint, we do woodwork or woodshop, any number of those things. If we do make, then we don't have to be, to be dependent upon others that are makers. So if you can find a way to take care of yourself and not be dependent upon someone else, then that's helpful. This goes hand in hand with some of the work that we're doing at the university that I work at. Many times students get overcommitted or overworked or overwhelmed. And so we try to bring things in to help them to relax, whether it's puppies or like a nail day or paint parties. But the problem is, is that with this relaxation, it's still happening to them rather than happening because of them. So the moral that I got from this was don't wait on someone else to make you who you want to be. Or learning skills that allow you to make things allows you to then be a creator rather than just a consumer. Next was Dale Renlund. And he spoke about how one culture, upon their conversion to Christ, threw their idols into the river to show God that they wouldn't worship those idols anymore. And the neat thing about this experience to me was that this covenant or promise was specific to these people. Like, I don't, I don't know that I necessarily have idols that I need to throw into a river, but I might have to make sacrifices in other places. Likewise, our conversations with the Lord's are going to be specific to our own selves. And our relationship with health is going to be specific to us. Now, I always say there's no generic diet because there's no generic people. But there are general rules that can be helpful for most people, and that includes basically eating more plants. Then Dallin H. Oaks talked about this specific one, and, and to me, again, I feel like he's just dropped truth bombs in each of the last general conferences that I've done podcasts on. But he says, the truth is taught by all leaders of the church, not hidden in some obscure book. And I can I just say, yes. I understand the role of research and continual learning and that we're going to be continuing to know more and more and more as we do more research, gain more insight, understand how our bodies and the dietary world work. But in nutrition, there's always ads that claim there is some secret your doctor isn't telling you or what the medical industry doesn't want you to know or that science has been doing this wrong since the beginning, and it's just this one simple thing. But that's not health, and that's not necessarily going to help you to establish healthy behaviors because you're always looking for the loophole, or you're always looking for that one obscure thing that no one else has ever said before, but now you know it, and you can teach everyone about it. But then Mark Pace mentioned how there was a change from a three-hour church to two-hour church, and a lot of people focused on how it was making church one hour shorter. But the reality was is that it should make church six days longer. Like it should give us more time to think about what it is that we need to be actually focusing on. 
And so this is the perfect example for me of focusing on the wrong things. It's easy to see the one hour change. Just like whenever you're trying to be healthy, it can be easy to see weight changing when you start making changes. But the long-term benefits are much more crucial than that weight. The insulin sensitivity, the decrease in blood pressure, the increase in health and happiness, the decrease in depression, right? Like those things are much more beneficial than just a number that's on a scale, but they might be harder to measure than that scale would be. Now, we'll talk about this one and then we'll take a quick break. So Jorge Alvarado gave the example of eating candy and he shared this story, and I guess this was like controversial in my mind, and I don't, I'm not really sure why, but maybe you'll, you'll understand where I'm coming from. But he shared the story of a boy who was eating too much candy, <laughs> and his mother tried to get him to stop, and he wasn't stopping, so the mother took him to the doctor. And the, the, she asked the doctor to tell the boy to stop eating candy. So the doctor told the boy to come back after a week. And the mother was like, why didn't you tell him? Okay, we'll come back in a week. And so the kid came back in a week with with his mom, and the doctor told the boy, stop eating so much candy. And the boy said, okay. (laughs) So, So the mom asked why the doctor didn't tell him that the week before. And the doctor said, well, I was eating too much candy, and I needed to stop in order to be a good example. Now, aside from that being a waste of a copay, where you're going to a doctor and the doctor doesn't give you the right advice or give you the right information because he's not doing it. That would be so frustrating. But aside from that, the point was is that we need to be able to give advice and to advise and to counsel without being a hypocrite because that is how we live and what we do. Now, I get this conversation a lot because in the world of dietetics or in nutrition, people think you're supposed to look a certain way. And that patients are expecting you not to be overweight or muscular or like built or a bigger person. And if you do those things, if you are those things, then you somehow have lost credibility because you don't know the secret to being skinny in the universe. While I understand where he's coming from and I I agree that we need to be examples, you don't need to be perfect in order to do what's right and to teach what's right and to share what's right. Let's take a quick break and then we'll come back and and finish off the takeaways that I had from General Conference. Just like some of the talks we're going to talk about coming up. If you feel like this faith-based approach to health and behavior change has been helpful to you, check out the books that are on Amazon titled 40 Days and The Creation Code. These books use the lens of faith to teach behavior change. And what that means is that they help by using faith principles to understand why change happens, how change happens, what you can look for whenever you are experiencing change to see if it's successful or not but these are things that can be helpful for you and those books are available again i'll have those linked in the show notes and this holiday season if you're looking for gifts these can be a simple easy gift to provide for somebody especially if you know someone's going to be looking to make changes with this upcoming new year but 
Let's get back to the conference talks and some of the takeaways that I had from these. So this next one, again, I don't know if Jarrett Gong actually said this, if Elder Gong said this, but this is what I got. Is that just because someone else is healthy doesn't mean that you can't be. There is no limit on how many people are allowed to be healthy at one given time. And also, someone else's healthy may look different than yours. You don't have to go to the gym or bike or run or cross-country ski or whatever it is. Like, maybe you like racquetball, and that's what you do, and that's fine. But... My takeaway was oftentimes we think that people can only be healthy in a certain way and I'm not like those people so I can't do those things or I don't like to do those things so I'm not going to be like that person. That doesn't necessarily have to be the case. Now, Elder Ugdor was everybody's favorite because he brought up The Hobbit during his talk. Yes, the J.R.R. Tolkien Hobbit book. No, I'm not going to start talking about first and second breakfast. But in his talk, he did talk about leaving comfort zones. And that's that was the gist of it. It wasn't necessarily just about The Hobbit, but it was the fact that sometimes we have to leave where we're comfortable. And that's what has to happen in many situations for us to start to establish health. We can become comfortable in our habits of doing nothing. And we're afraid of the unknown. We don't know that we can adjust to being comfortable in being healthy we don't know what it's going to look like. We don't know how it's going to work. And so we don't necessarily want to try because we're comfortable where we are. But he also quoted, it's your choices that show more about who you are than your ability. And so from those two things, my takeaways were you need to establish comfort whenever you're in the right places. You can establish comfort whenever you're healthy and you can be comfortable in doing healthy things. But that doesn't necessarily mean that you just stop there and camp out. And the other thing is that you don't have to become a world-class athlete to be healthy. You just do more healthy things and you're healthier. Now, in his talk, Elder Eyring was talking about repenting. And when we choose to repent, we choose to change. Now, I'll just tell you, whenever I was a kid, I thought repenting was a bad thing. (laughs) Um, I thought that it meant that you screwed up that you are a horrible person, that you're going to hell, and that you just are worthless. But I remember telling the bishop that I thought that at the time, and he said, no, 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 you have this all wrong. Repentance is one of the most beautiful words that there is. It means that you can overcome weakness. It means that you can grow. It means that you can develop. It means that you can become. And it's a manifestation of unspeakable love that the Savior has for you. And since that point, I've realized that like, whenever we approach change or we approach repentance, it's not that you're a bad person. It's that you're a person that accepts that you can become more. And that truly is an awesome thing. Now, Hans Boom, uh, Elder Boom, gave the story of this gong that was being transported along with an orchestra and how... He was like, that must be so expensive for them to be able to carry that around all the time. I mean, compared to a violin or a piccolo, those things are cheap and easy to just, you just put it under your arm and carry it with you. But a gong, you've got to ship that places. 
but he gave the example that that gong is going to play an essential part in that musical composition. And he said that sometimes we feel like we are that gong and we're not really doing much. And I know I feel sometimes that we try and wedge ourselves into the orchestra more than we are asked to sometimes, and maybe that's just me. But other times I feel like we think we should be playing a different instrument. But in reality, we should really enjoy the show, follow the conductor, and play our part, and recognize that the symphony, or the orchestra, or the musical composition depends on us being able to be obedient. Now, Elder Ballard discussed his gratitude for his wife, and I thought that was a really sweet talk that he gave. Um, But the main takeaways that I got from his was just that we need to live life and be present rather than thinking solely about the future, which is hard. I mean, I'll admit it. I'm one of those people that's very much a planner. Now, these last two, Elder Johnson, I'm just going to quote him on something that he said. He says, you are elect sons and daughters of God. You have the power to overcome the adversary. The adversary, however, is aware of who you are. He knows of your divine heritage and seeks to limit your earthly and heavenly potential by using the three D's of deception, distraction, and discouragement. The same could be said about talking about physical health and attempts to establish healthy behaviors. For example, the deception side of things. You say to yourself, you are healthy. Sure, you don't move as much as other people, but I don't want to be crazy about it. When you're not really doing much. Or with the distraction, you know, you got a lot of work. You got a family, a calling at church, and you didn't grow up eating healthy foods. So why why even try it? I mean, like, you're fine. Don't worry about it. And then the discouragement side is, you've been trying this healthy thing for a day. And you still weigh the same. You did a good workout and you didn't even lose any weight. Or... You've been doing this for three months and you've plateaued. You know, you were supposed to lose 75 pounds, but you only lost 35. And look at you. You still don't look as healthy as you want to. So what's the point of trying? This is hard. You should just give up. But the takeaways that I got from this talk were stop comparing yourself. Just like we've talked about before, there is no cap on how many healthy people there can be in this world. And second, consistency. With the gospel and with our health, We need to try to be consistent in our behaviors, our habits, and our attitudes. Then finally, Elder Anderson's talk. Y'all, his subject was fruit. He showed pictures of fruit. He talked about the color and texture and different compositional values of fruit. But it wasn't just limited to eating fruit. It had to do with producing fruit. And he said, you know, by their fruits, you shall know them. Like I mentioned earlier during the the intermission, like Elder Anderson in speaking about fruits and like Elder Johnson in speaking about consistency, if you feel like this faith-based approach to behavior change or to establishing health would be helpful for you or people that you know, go to Amazon, check out 40 Days, A Diet Devotional, and The Creation Code. So using the lens of faith to teach behavior change, these books help to see progress and health in terms of who we are eternally. Like I said, I'll have the link in the show notes. They'll be excellent Christmas gifts or stocking stuffers for for those people that you know that are planning on making changes in the New Year's. If you haven't watched Conference yet, please go check it out. It's an awesome experience. 
it's one of those things where you can't necessarily just consume it without paying attention. You can't just like soak it in through osmosis, but it's through the, the attention that you give it, you will get more peace from it. And I'll just share that I am thankful for these general conference opportunities and experiences where we're able to reflect and understand the gospel better and know who we are. And for me, that reflects in how I see it through nutrition. But thank you guys for listening. Thank you for joining in. If you think of some things that I didn't catch, please contact me on on Facebook or Instagram at Zach Cordell, RDN. I'm happy to talk. And if you haven't yet, go over to YouTube and check out Zach Cordell. I've been posting videos about once a week to be able to discuss nutrition in terms of ways that people can understand a little bit easier, but also to address some of the topics that we don't necessarily get to talk about here on the podcast. Again, YouTube, Zach Cordell, Facebook and Instagram, Zach Cordell RDN. Otherwise, have a great holiday season and uh, we'll talk soon. Dark